0: Hey everybody, it's Coach Josh. Hope you guys are doing exceptionally well. I want to officially welcome you guys out to part 18 of my Purpose Singleness Course, where today we're going to be talking about bad habits and baggage. So if you're watching this right now, do me a big favor, like as you come in. If you're very new to my channel, my name is Joshua I'm also known as Coach Josh. If this is something that you see that aids your walk with God, that helps you navigate life, make sure you subscribe, hit the bell out of good up. But for those who've been subscribed for a mighty long time or just a few days ago, I want to welcome you. Thank you so much for joining and being a part of here of my online community here. My light shine a little bit too bright. There we go. Thank you so much for being a part of my community here. I hope these resources and tools have been a blessing to you. Make sure that you check out um, the last few videos I did for the last two weeks. I've been doing daily plays. So check it out on my YouTube channel, but go ahead and go to our website, lifework.teachable.com. Download today's worksheet we got a lot of points. See all those points? We got a lot of points to cover today so that we can really process um, the habits that we have in life as well as the baggage we bring into relations. But come on in. Let me know as you come in where you watch watching from, what city, what country, etc. I would love to see where you guys are watching from. We got a lot of notes, man. I got a link there already. Make sure you get your worksheet. Um, as well as uh, get ready to take some notes, man. We got a lot of things to cover today. What's going on, Chelsea? What's going on? Amanda, how you doing? Jay Keaton, what's up? Good evening. All is good evening, good guys. Once again, I come to the table over my children, which I feel like is my big... Oh, gotcha. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Estella, what's going on? Twisty, what's going on? Michelle. Shiro from Sweden, thank you, thank you. Christian, single mom, what's going on? Um, Aline, ready for the nuggets of wisdom, so thankful that there are still people who are speaking, we got to do it, my wife in the building, she's from New York, we in the same house, Sugar mom what's going on, Tulsa in the building, Christian single, so excited to watch this live, me too, I'm glad to deliver it, Libby, what's going on, Texas, what's going on, from New York, Mar- Marvelous, Michelle Miller from Texas, Damani, what's going on, California? Minnesota in the building from Elizabeth. Simply enter. What's going on, Cali? Hope y'all exceptionally well. Get your notes ready. Share this video. Get this out to as many people as you can. Like as you come in. It helps this video get traction. We'll probably be here for an hour and 30 minutes, but we got a lot of people to impact because a lot of people are practicing bad habits. Trinidad, Tobago, what's up? Maryland, what's up? North Carolina, a lot of people's practicing a lot of bad habits, man, and they're bringing baggage to their relationships. And so let's get right into our notes. But my main thought for tonight's discussion is... You are what you habitually do. You are what you habitually do and carry. And the other thing I want you to process is be a settler, not a traveler. You'll get that as we get through it. But let's get to our main points. We're going to talk about, I think, three things. We're going to talk about what are bad habits and baggage, right? We're going to talk about that. What are bad habits and baggage? Let me go ahead and pull it up right now. We're going to be talking about what are bad habits And baggage and their causes signs you have these in your life and how to create good habits and unpack your bags today we're gonna be talking about what are bad habits and baggage and their causes signs you have them in your life and how to create good habits and unpack your bags I have a lot of points y'all so get ready to roll with me because man this is very dense and I think a lot of people struggle in these areas But let's get right into uh, what are bad habits and their causes What are bad habits and their causes? And then we're gonna talk about um, the problem, et cetera, and some scriptures. I got a lot of scriptures here. We'll see which ones we'll digest through. Let's get right to the definition. The definition of a bad habit is this. A patterned behavior regarded detrimental to one's physical, emotional, spiritual, mental, and relational health. A patterned behavior regarded detrimental to one's physical, emotional, spiritual, mental, and relational health, which is often linked to a lack of self-control, linked to a lack of self-love and self-care. That's a very dense, very dense definition, but please fill the layers. It says, a patterned behavior. Habits are a patterned behavior regarded detrimental. These are bad habits to one's physical, emotional, spiritual, Mental and relational health, which is often linked to a lack of self-control, which is also linked to a lack of self-love and self-care. A lot of people are exhibiting a lot of bad habits. Their bad habits are detrimental to their physical health, emotional health, spiritual health, mental health, relational health. These habits, and I have a definition for habits, if you kind of look at the word, if you separate ha and bits or ha and bits, habits, your habits are bits, little bits that contributes to a big happening. You see what I'm saying? They're little bits that controls or leads to a big happening, right? And a lot of people are got little bits, little foxes that are spilling the vine, little bits that are they, they, that they are implementing in their lives that slowly decay in their physical health. Slowly affecting their mental health, slowly affecting the emotional, spiritual, relational health, affecting their progress. A lot of people are not taking the necessary time to audit their habits because you are who you, you are, what you habitually do. If you look at your habits, you can see your life. If you go all the way down to the details, you'll see whether or not if you're growing or not growing. It says a patterned behavior, meaning habits are the things that you do over and over and over and over and over again. Regarded detrimental means that it has a negative effect on your body, on your mind, on your emotions, on and your um, spiritual walk with God and your relational health, which is linked to a lack of self-control. Self-control is a fruit of the spirit, right? So in order for us to exhibit self-control and a soundness of mind to be able to make the right decisions, we have to make sure that we observe our habits to make sure that we're not doing anything that's going to set us up to fail. And self-control is linked to self-love and self-care. If you do not care for yourself, that means you don't love yourself. And if you don't have self-love and self-care operating uh, in your life, then you're not going to be self-controlled. A person who loves themselves godly in a God form of love and actually really care for themselves because of the perfect love of God that's cast out their fear, they are now individuals who are able to say, I don't want no part of that. I'm not going to do that because it's going to affect my goals, my aspirations, and it's gonna affect my physical health, emotional health, mental health, spiritual health, and relational health. All those five healths are very important. If you're, what, how can you be any, how can you be spiritually effective if you physically ill? How can you be physically effective if you mentally ill? How can you be physically effective if you are emotionally ill? How can you really do the things of God if you have bad relationships? All five of those areas must be healthy, and they're only healthy through the help of the Holy Ghost. Let's keep going. Baggage, look at the definition of baggage. A baggage is a collection of issues. Baggage is a collection of issues based on undealt with memories and experiences that any person has when entering a relationship or a partnership. A baggage is a collection of issues. A collection of issues based on undealt with memories and experiences, meaning that you have a collection of issues due to past experiences and your memories. It's crazy how many of us are collecting throughout life, collecting things that are not going to benefit your life. It, I don't care what happened to you in 95, 97, if you're young, 2012, I don't, I don't care what happened to you yesterday. Be very careful what you collect. Because if you keep collecting those different things, then you're gonna you're gonna have too much baggage. You're gonna have too much that's gonna get in the way of you being effective in your relationships, etc. So baggage is a collection of issues based on undealt with. We said this many times: whatever you do not address now, will undress you later. You gotta be man enough and woman enough through the help of the Holy Ghost to be able to address those issues, knowing that if I don't take care of these issues right now it's going to affect me down the road baggage is a collection of issues problems uh based on undealt with memories those memories are still tormenting you undealt with experiences what you experience in your formative years in your teenage years adolescence etc that any person has has when entering a relationship or partnership All of us have been guilty of having baggage because many of us have not been trained and taught on how to deal deal with unnecessary issues. And if you don't deal with unnecessary issues, you're going to bring into a relationship, bring into a marriage, bring into a partnership baggage. And then that baggage will will, will hinder you um, from being effective. It will hinder you from actually having what God desires for you to have. See, I don't just want to have life. I want to have it more abundantly. And if I don't audit what I've been collecting and don't do some spring cleaning with springtime now and do some spring cleaning often and just say, have I collected anything over the last year? Have I collected anything over the last decade? Have I collected anything over the period of time? If you have collected things, you got to clear that stuff out of your heart because that baggage, that stuff that you bring into the relationship is going to destroy it. Baggage by definition, again, is a collection of issues based on undealt with memories and experiences that any person has when entering a relationship or partnership. Now, let's get to the problem. The problem when it comes to singles and these baggage and bad habits or people, period, because we always, all of us are in this group together working on our health, working on our walk with God. Number one problem is that many singles or people are too toxic to tie the knot. Many singles are too toxic. To tie the knot, and some married people are toxic now after they're done. Tied the knot, they practice things that will affect pro- proper performance, they are practicing things that will affect their proper performance. Listen to me, what you practice in your single life, hear me, you will perform in your married life. I do doesn't change anything. I do, those doesn't, doesn't change anything. Once you come off of that stage, whatever you came up that stage with will come with you after you walk off that stage. That's why you got to look at your life right now as a single person and say, what am I practicing? Am I practicing toxic behavior? Am I practicing things that, that will be a detriment to my marriage or practicing things that will be detriment to the things that I desire to have in life? You see, and we got to really take the time to say, you know what, what am I practicing? I had to take a self-hard look at myself. What am I practicing my single life? That's something I said many years ago. I was like, look, man, if we don't practice well in our single life, we won't perform well in our marriage. We won't perform well in our ministries. We won't perform well in our business. We won't be able to perform well because we're toxic and we're practicing bad habits. You are what you practice. Your performance is only at the level of your practice. If you practice poorly, you'll perform poorly. But if you say, you know what? I'm not even conditioned enough for the calling. I'm not conditioned enough to be married. I'm not conditioned for the marathon because everything that's important in life are marathons. But a lot of people are trained sprinters. If you are a trained sprinter, you're not gonna last a marathon. But if you gotta train like it's a marathon because if you train like it's a marathon, you can endure the miles of marriage. And the miles of marriage or the miles of ministry or the mouths of business or the mouths of whatever it is are the years. So if you want 40 years worth of marriage, 50 years worth of marriage, you got to train yourself to be conditioned to at least be able to run those years. And we got to be able to say, you know what, am I practicing well? Am I conditioned for the things that I'm calling out towards God to bring and to carry into my life? Many singles are too toxic to tie the knot. They are practicing things that will affect proper performance. They are practicing things that will affect performance, right? The second definition or the second problem is that many singles and people are heavier than what the scale says. Many people are heavier than what the scale says. Now, what does that mean? Let me finish it out. They're too full to pack new things, right? This is what this means. Um... Many singles are heavier than what the scale says. So when you step on a scale that's a certain weight, but the scale doesn't show how heavy you are Um, because some of us hanging off of us are baggages. Hanging off of us are bags. Hanging off of us are things that are keeping us from being effective. And you got to look at your life and be like, am I heavier than what the scale say? You know, what am I carrying? And I, the second part of that problem is that, that many people are too full to pack new things. That's your luggage, your life, your luggage. The only luggage you have is you. That's your luggage. Everything else is baggage. We're too full. Everything around us. Too full for new things, so God's like, I can't even pack a wife in your life. I can't even pack on a, on a journey of your life. I can't even fit a, a husband in your life. I can't even fit a wife in your life. You too full. You got too many baggages. I can't. I can't add a wife to you. I can't add a husband. To you. I can't add um um these areas of favor into your life. I can't add this business. I can't add these different things because those things you you too full. I want to make space for the new things. So what you got to do is say, God, open up my luggage. First off, lay aside every weight, every sin. You notice the Bible says weight and sin. Some weights are not sin. They're just unnecessary weights. So the Bible says lay aside every weight and sin that so easily besets you so that you can run this race with endurance. So before God can even get to the luggage of your heart, He gotta say, I gotta take this off your shoulder. Now I gotta take this off in the left side of your shoulder. Now I gotta take this book bag off. Now I gotta remove all these extra rolling bags around you. Now I can zip out you and get into your heart and pull out all that stuff out of your life so that I can now first condition you to not only fill you with my spirit and fill you with the love, joy, peace, etc. But I can also you'll be strong enough to carry responsibilities, fellas. You'll be able to carry responsibilities ladies because now you got i rather there's certain bags we're supposed to carry there's certain burdens but it's the unnecessary burdens the unnecessary baggage that we carry on our lives many singles are heavier than what the scales say been there done that trust me this ain't me talking down i'm talking from a place of experience they're too full to pack new things now what causes bad habits and bad, I have a lot of points. I gotta, i gotta speed through this Bad habits spawn. Oh, bad habits spawns from baggage. Okay, bad habits spawns from baggage. Baggage spawns from brokenness or boredom. Brokenness and boredom spawns from upbringing. Okay, so when a person is up has been going through an upbringing, upbringing doesn't, doesn't de- determine um, just your family. It's what you've done to yourself. Like what? Because <clears throat> when you get to an age where you're able to do for yourself, that's you upbringing. You you developing right. And so what happens is due to a poor upbringing. We are either left broken or bored, broken or bored, and both to a degree. We we either we had a good family. Say we had a good film, but you just didn't you was not productive, maybe didn't have any type of extracurricular activities, then boredom increases or boredom happens, and boredom can also lead to brokenness. But boredom or brokenness, depending on what happened in your formula is if your parents kept you active, had standards in your in your household that kept you fearing God, kept you understanding God and want, and desiring God, then you you probably won't be as bored. But some people grew up and they had too much idle time, and idle time led them to belong. Or uh, 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 carry on into certain areas that led to brokenness, and that brokenness led to baggages. Now, now, since I was bored, I did unnecessary things. I probably had a good home, probably had a good upbringing, but I was bored. I was left to myself. I was bored, or I was broken from abuse in my family. That boredom and that brokenness then produces baggage, starts producing emotional, mental, spiritual, physical, um, habits. Right, that 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 that. Now I'm bruised. Now I'm broken. Now I got a bad. My my mind is toxic. My emotions are toxic. And now I'm exhibiting bad habits that makes my baggages more. Man, all of a sudden, about time I come into a relationship. About time you come to a place of promise. Man, you can't even enter it because you're too heavy. And all of a sudden, you broke down before the journey. Before you even got halfway into your journey. And so, in my book, I talk about. Oh man, where my book's at. In my book, I talk about this it. chapter. I think it's chapter. Uh, um, I think it's chapter three where I talk about broken. Is this the book that sparked the course? The purpose of single is get this book now on my website. It's a great resource for you, man. The rest of my books are scattered all around, but um, you go to my website, check out more for those <clears throat> resources and materials. But, but but oftentimes, there's also other things, bad examples, bad experiences, and bad explanations sometimes lends towards uh, baggage issues like that. So read chapter three of my book. Um, some of these points are very new, um, but a lot of those points kind of spawn from chapter three of my book, Purpose Signals, for those who have them. Now, let's get to some other things here. Let's get to some other things, see where we at. Um, now, let's talk about What are bad habits and baggage? We already talked about that. Let's get to the next point here. We're going to talk about now signs you have bad habits and baggage. I have a lot of points that I want to cover. There's a lot of signs that people have bad habits and baggage. I want you to take some uh, self-reflective inventory of your heart and say, you know what? Is that me? Do I have bad habits? Do do are these signs in my life? Before I get to that, let's get to some scriptures and find out what the Word of God says about these points. Before I get into the signs, Romans twelve two is is a prominent um scripture that kind of helps you process um this area here. It says, "Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That by testing you may be able to discern what the will of God is, what is good, acceptable, and perfect." Now, what this scripture means is is that you either going into one different directions based upon the renewal of your mind. The state of your mind will determine which form. Your form will either transform or conform. It just all depends on what what direction you go as far as your mind. As a believer, we should always welcome the Holy Spirit to reveal to us areas that we have yet to give over to him and to yet to have him transform our thinking. And if we do not transform our thinking, then we won't be able to know how to discern, test and engage in life discernment and testing is key. This scripture is the core of the book that I'm writing right now. I I have different testers and how to test whether something is supposed to be or not supposed to be in your life. And oftentimes many of us have yet to allow the Holy Spirit to put us in a place where we're able to be mature enough to discern and to test things so that we don't produce habits or occur uh, baggages because we need our minds renewed so that we can see things the way they're supposed to be seen. Because the Holy Spirit is not just here to help you see what's around you now or to see what's ahead of you. He wants to show you and help you clearly see all the things that happened in your past. Because in order for me to go forward clearly, I have to see my past clearly. I have to go all the way back to the cross to now. <clears throat> I have to go to the cross to now. I have to see the cross and see its pivotal effect on my life. What salvation has graced me now from the cross into the to the areas of my life where I was crossed over, where I was crossed and and affected and abused and misused. Now I will be able to see through the precious spirit of God the reality of why those things happen. How God is is using those things for my good so that I can be projected forward. That's very important. And we have to say, Holy Spirit, what areas in my life have I yet to be renewed? James 1, 22 to 27 says, "But be doers of the word, be doers. Don't just be hearers. We got to say, you know what, in order for me not to have bad habits or baggage in my life, I got to do something. We can't just have idle time and then allow influences to force us what we what to do. We have to be intentional. We have to be intentional in making decisions. Intentional say, I'm going to do something, and I'm going to do the right thing. It says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. The worst deception is not satanic deception. The worst deception is self-deception. When you deceive yourself thinking that you're doing something, but you're not doing it the way it should be done, you're deceiving yourself and adding unnecessary baggage on your life. It says, verse 23, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forget what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the word of God, the law of living and preserves being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. We want to be people that are blessed in our doing. I want everything that I do to be blessed. God is not going to endorse anything you do that is not for his glory. That is not for his, the Bible says he will uh, meet all of our needs according to his riches and glory. God got it. God got the riches. God got everything you need. It's not not that he's limited in supply. He's not limited in supply. He's limited by his integrity. He's limited by his name. He says, man, am I going to get the glory for this? Is 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 Because I'm not going to endorse anything, and that's why you got to know the difference between those who are talented and those who are flowing in their anointing, right? Those who are talented and anointing. Gifts and calls are given without repentance, meaning people are going to be talented. People are going to be gifted, but are you anointed? Anointing is the ever-flowing endorsement in favor of God upon the work of a man, upon the work of a woman, that God is saying, I'm endorsing this words out of his mouth. I'm endorsing this because you feel my spirit. You feel the impact. The Bible says not the talents that destroys the yoke, it's the anointing that does. That's why you have a bunch of people gathering around talented people, but leave that talented person still with issues, still with yokes in them. But when you're around the anointing, you can't help but to confess. Your sins and to repent and to ask for salvation and to and to live a righteous life because the anointing is destroying the yokes, the bad habits, the baggage is destroying the straps, the yokes that's on you, leaving you lighter, leaving you with a great lift to you, able to go forward. Philippians 2:14 says, Do all things without grumbling and disputes. The rest of these are just kind of self-explanatory, talking about things that we ought to do. But let's get back into signs. You have bad habits and baggages. Signs you have bad habits and baggage. Let's look at bad habits, and I have right here that habits are little bits. Habits are little bits that make big things happen. Bad or uh, uh, habits are little bits that make things happen. That's why the Bible says the little foxes that spoil the vine. The little foxes. The reason why the little foxes spoil the vine is because. The the, the 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 fences or whatever were big enough to keep the big foxes out. So when they put their head down, they still couldn't get to the vine uh, or they couldn't get to the fruit. So the fences was big enough to guard the fruit, but it wasn't big enough to guard, the, it wasn't uh, thorough enough to guard the vine. So what happened was the little fox was able to get up under the fence and chew at the vine. And if they chew at the vine and, and cause a disconnect, then the fruit won't produce. And what oftentimes happens is we grieve the Holy Spirit due to poor habits. And what happens is we let these little bits, these little foxes to take little bites at the vine, at our connections to God, at at, at at the areas that are stifling or grieving the Holy Spirit to do what he sees pleasing inside of you to produce. And then all of a sudden, years go by and you're like, man, why haven't I produced any fruit? Why am I still single? Why do I not have this? Why do I not have that? Why are these things not benefiting or manifesting themselves in my life? It could be possibly those little bits, the little bites of those bad habits, biting at those things, hindering from the big happenings from happening in regards to what God wants. And now the only big things that's happening in your life are are consequences, things you don't really want in your life. And that is what happened. Um, Don't worry about that, the girl with the story. God can forgive anything. There ain't a sin you can do that God can't forgive. So it doesn't matter what you've been done. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to renew your mind about what the word of God says about those who confess their sins. So do not allow condemnation to creep in. Understand that this word may be a strong word and it may be a disciplinary or or rebuke to some degrees, but you have to understand that God's love is greater than the sins you can commit. All you got to do is repent. That's right. Repent and confess your sin and welcome the help of the Holy Spirit to renew your mind so those things can be released off your life so that you can continue to walk in your position positional righteousness and your positional righteousness will lead to you having righteous patterns that you begin to do and live righteously, my friend. Be encouraged on that. Now, what are some bad habits? Signs you have bad habits and baggage. Let's start with bad habits. H. These i I'm going to go through these really quickly because I have a lot of them. Signs you have bad habits in your life, H, you have a lack of honor. You can tell whether or not you have honor by the by the wisdom you walk in the bible says the fear of god is the beginning of all wisdom your level of honor would determine your level of help your level of honor would determine your level of 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 success the Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. If you want wisdom in your marriage, wisdom in your singleness, wisdom in your ministry, wisdom in your business, wherever you want wisdom, check your areas of reverence. Is God, Are you allowing God to be at the center of that area? Are you allowing God to be God in your life? Are you allowing God you know, through the Holy Spirit to have greater access to you instead of grieving him? If you lack honor, you lack wisdom. It's as simple as that. Because if you don't honor God, you won't uphold and honor everything else that he sees as honor. When marriage is not held up in honor, it crushes so many people. That's why society is allowing people to get together and break up and divorce in people's eyes. We see more divorces online and around our lives than we do successful marriages because the enemy wants to dismantle everything that's honorable in the eyes of God so that people won't know how to hold those things in honor. So signs you have bad habits, you lack honor in God, you lack reverence, therefore having no wisdom in your life. Let's keep going. Signs you have bad habits. Another H. have a lot of H's. You have false hopes. You are going to naturally have bad habits if your hope is not in God. If your hope is not in God, you're going to take all types of dope. You see what I'm saying? You're going to take all types of things to try to uh, get yourself through. You see what I'm saying? And and help you or hinder you from being successful. You got to say, man, hey, do I have false hope? Is my hope in God? Because if your hope is in God, think you won't you won't really have any bad habits you or you if you notice bad habits you'll change them let's keep going signs you have bad habits another h poor health if you're sick right now you have bad habits simple as that if you got disease in your body if you got illness in your mind if you have instability in your emotions if you're spiritually caught up in uh, false doctrines you, if you, when you if you got poor health and your relationship is your marriage is sucking right now you got bad habits so if you got poor health in any of those five areas you chance are you got a bad habit somewhere in your life another fruit or sign that you have bad habits in your life hastiness when you find yourself overly hasty then you practicing bad habits of mind you have bad habits in your life because you're too hasty a wise person doesn't mind slowing down. But if you hasty, you probably got bad habits somewhere like that. You're overly impulsive, impatience crept in your life. Another sign that you have bad habits: you will hold holder of feelings. You don't know how to communicate. Not being able to communicate your feelings clearly to the point to where another person can comprehend is a bad habit. You got to have a habit. You got to have good habits of communication. You have to have good habits of processing your feelings, fellas and women. Women and men both have to learn uh, how to process their own feelings. and say, you know what? Hey, I I can't just be always emotional. Just because you're a woman, that doesn't mean it gives you an excuse to be emotional. Just because you're a man doesn't mean you can make an excuse of not being able to communicate your emotions clearly. Both of us on both sides have to say, I'm not going to allow my emotions. I'm not going to have bad habits in my emotional realm. Another bad habit that are in a lot of people, they can't receive helpful criticism. Another bad habit, if you can't receive helpful criticism, that's a bad habit. Good, a good habit is if it's helpful, I'm going to take it. <clears throat> I'm going to receive it. I'm not going to practice the bad habit of everybody's a hater. No, 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 no. no. There's some truth in a lot of people's criticism of you. You're not dope. You're not that perfect. You're not, you're not perfect. So I'm not perfect. So I always got to be able to say, you know what? Is there anything that I can use from this criticism? Another sign that you have a bad habit, A, any addiction. Any addiction you have in your life, sign you have bad habits. Addictions are just bad habits. And bad habits from addictions boil down to some bruisedness in your soul, some type of brokenness in your heart that you have to say, God... Open this luggage, man. Get that out of me. Get that so you can make room for love. Get lust out so you can make room for love. Take out discontentment so you can put joy in. Take sadness out and give me joy. Take my take this impatience out of me and put patience in me and zip me up, God. Zip me up so I can have that in me forever. Another sign that you have bad habits, another A, you have poor anger management. Anger is a bad habit. Or or anger is not necessarily bad because the Bible says, be angry, but sin not. But if you don't have proper management ability over that anger, that's a bad habit. If, if it or a sponge from some level of brokenness or whatever, that's a bad habit. Always practicing or executing or making decisions off your bad habits. You gotta learn how to control your 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 uh your uh your triggers. You gotta learn how to control your responses to being triggered that's something i had to work on recently last 6 8 months maybe to a year god has been working on me on that and god has i've been seeing fruit in that area of my life where i'm able not to allow myself to get so easily triggered especially in the arena of competitiveness right i've been watching the last dance so i got a little jordan in me you see what i'm saying but 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 i have to but i learned that i just can't allow rage or anger or competitiveness to flood out of me all right, and 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 make that a habit because if I make it a habit, what then? Then my self control uh, wanes, and then I actually start acting. And what if I hurt somebody? What if I take somebody out of here, and now I got a prison ministry, Now I got to do lives from prison? Signs you have bad habits. Whatever. I, what else I got for a a lack of appreciation? You cannot make lack of appreciation a habit in your life where people are doing amazing things for you, but you don't appreciate. It. That's a bad habit. Another one. Another A, you always assuming, you always assuming. That's a bad habit. You got to be able to, to, to at least be empathetic, to be at least to be able to see things, uh, um, um, to be able to see what's really going on. Instead of assuming, uh, uh, su- always assuming is a fruit of some level of brokenness, uh, some level of baggage. When you always assuming that things are, you just got to be able to ask before you assume. The good habit from that bad habit is to always ask. Don't assume that that's what that person did. Don't assume what that person was thinking. If that person is a loved one in your life or someone that's connected to you, whether in business, ministry, etc., ask. Don't assume. Another bad habit that a lot of people have in their lives, be being around or belonging to bad groups. Another bad habit is choosing to be around bad people. That's bad. Choosing around to belong. Like you got to say, look, it's crazy. We try to belong to groups instead of God. We rather belong to groups than to belong to God. See, like right now, I don't need no groups. I appreciate my friends, but I don't need my friends. I want my wife. I don't need my wife. Need leads to perversion. I want a wife. You gotta want a wife and want a husband, not need a husband or need a wife. Those who need those things need those things to complete them. Anything that you need to complete you outside of Christ, you are you will be putting an unnecessary burden on. So when you look into this man, you you get all these uh issues in you. And you look into the towards this man and this woman to be completed, then you're going to create false expectations, unnecessary burdens and waste on them because they were not built to complete you. The one God has for you was built to complement you, not complete you, was built to complement, not complete. And when you look to be completed by somebody, you will never find yourself whole. That's why you got to say, I'm going to belong to God and let him patch up those wounds in those areas in my life where I'm able to stand and and and, and really uh, uh, uh succeed in life another bad habit that's in a lot of people's lives they blame blaming is a bad habit you got to stop blaming other people and look and take self self assess See, I can't blame everybody. I can't make decisions today and then get the consequence of that decision and then I, I don't, I'm don't. i not culpable of that. I blame my mom. I blame my dad. I blame this person. I blame that person. I blame everybody but myself. The first person, the, the number one person that calls you the most pain in life is you. The most person that caused bl- uh, pain in my life, me. I'm the one that caused the most pain in my life. The moment that you are mature enough to say, it was me, I did this, because it doesn't matter what is done done towards you, what you do from that is on you. After the act of abuse, after the act of misuse, after the act of whatever, you got to go to God. And I, I know it's difficult because many people ain't used to this uh, a level of assessment, but then it's because any actions you do from a previous action against you, that's on you. You got to say, God has provided the, sh- the lamb. He provided the lamb. He provided the spirit. He provided resources, his word. He provided you all these different things. He provided you the beauty of creation for you to be able to ask who created this, who created me. That's why God said, I'm not playing boo with y'all. I don't got to prove to y'all. Even Jesus said, if I sing a song, you won't dance. If I sing a sad song, you won't mourn. So God is saying, I'm not going to do what you think I should do to make you believe. Because even if I do it, you still won't believe even if I do it you still won't repent repentance is from revelation revelation is from the goodness that was coming after you the Bible says the goodness of God that draws man to repentance right and so what happens oftentimes is we we man I forgot what point I'm on we just be blaming folks we need to take look at ourselves no matter what has happened to you what you do for after what has happened to you is on you my friend you can't blame nobody else no more Signs you have bad habits. Last B, you have no boundaries. Overlooking your need for boundaries is a bad habit. Overlooking your need for bad, overlooking your need for boundaries is a bad habit. It's a bad habit. You got you got to look at your life and be like, "You know what? I got to start setting some boundaries. I'm dating the same jokers over and over again. I'm I'm dating the same women over and over again. I'm dating the same men over. I'm doing the same thing over and over again. I'm giving access to people who don't deserve my time, my energy over and over again. You overlooking when we overlook boundaries, that's a bad habit. Let's keep going. Another sign that you have a bad habit, I When you invest time, energy, and money in things with no positive invest backs. I was making sure no one called me. Another sign that you have a bad habit is when you are investing time, energy, and money in things with no positive invest backs. What does that mean? A bad habit is investing in this relationship and is unhealthy. Investing in this person, and you know they are not mature. Investing in this way of life, and you know it's not benefiting you any kind of way. You got to stop investing in those things. Many people are overly investing in things that are not going to have no return on the investment. That could definitely be a job. That's why you got to be where you planted. What well, you see, it's not about see the issue with many of us is that we plant ourselves versus allowing God to plant us. Because it doesn't matter where God plants you, even if you don't like being there, there's a purpose there. And if you blossom, even at a place where you don't like to be, if you're there because God wants you there, you're going to be set up. If I did not work my job at the YMC, I would not be at the school I'm working at now. I'm telling you, if if I would have worked at another Y. God placed me at that YMCA. He placed me at the Dowd YMCA on purpose. And there was times where I didn't like that job. There was times where I was looking at other jobs. I felt like the hours was whatever. A lot of things was going on there. A lot of transitions. If I was at a Y 10 miles away from that Y, I would have missed my promotion. But because I was at that YMCA, the vice principal, principal, assistant principal that came in, you heard my story over and over again, offered me a job on the spot. So what I'm saying is, you got to be in your right spot for people to offer you new things on the spot. You got to be on the spot for things to happen or for that spot. So what I'm saying is blossom where God has planted you. The real question is, did you plant yourself there or did God plant you there? Another bad habit that people have is that they invest these time, money, energy, and things that don't invest back. What is the return on the investment? Look at every habit that you're doing Look at every money that you spend. Look at everything. What is the return? The return on my two honey buns made me 320 pounds. So that was a bad habit that was spawned from emotional wounds, spawned from making my ministry, my idol, spawned from my idol, disappointing me, spawned from me, um, um, abandonment issues. So it spawned from abandonment to idolatry, to to emotional eating, to, to affecting my body. Idolatry is the number one reason why we produce bad habits. Because or oh, whatever happened, injuries and idolatry. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Injuries and idolatry. When we were injured young, it made us acceptable for idolatry. And injury and idolatry is what spawns these bad habits. It started when I was injured with abandonment. Bruised by abandonment. Then abandonment led to to let it let whoa, led to idolatry. Idolatry led to me idolizing ministry. Idolizing ministry led to my ministry disappointing me because it wasn't supposed to be the joy of my life. That disappointment led me to emotional eating. Emotional eating me led me to 325 pounds. and if I didn't change that bad habit I would have probably setting myself up. I would have been taking years off my life. But thank God, God can renew the time. He can redeem what the canker worm was trying to eat. If all you got to do is change your mind, repent, and see yourself how God see you, and think the way you're supposed to think, and move on with the Spirit of God, so that you're now able to redeem the time. I don't care if you've been on drugs, I don't care what you've been doing all your life, if you give your life to Christ right now, and allow His precious Spirit to renew your mind, you would be able to see your time redeemed, you would be able to see that even though you were such and such for five years, God can redeem you in a moment, and bring that man in two years, bring that man in that in that in that third year bring that promotion in six months because you are not in position God God is that type of God is gonna be like oops finally you got your head together but because you didn't listen to me I'm still gonna mess you. I'm gonna ensure that you don't still get this facility God is God chastens he doesn't punish God doesn't punish you with diseases he don't punish you with sicknesses he don't punish you with pain your own sins do that your own bad why, why would God do bad things to you it's not. It's your own consequences, but if you renew your mind and you repent and turn your back to that old way of life because of the revelation through the precious spirit of God, and you start reaching towards the mark of the high calling, and you start looking to the hills from which come your help, your help come from the Lord, when you start doing that things start expediting in your favor. I'm a witness. Things started working quicker when I got in my position in Christ. When I began to see life the way it was supposed to be seen, things begin to work. Another sign that you have a bad habit, t, poor thinking and poor talking patterns. You know you got you know you bad, bad two bad habits that jacks us up a lot. Bad thinking and bad speaking, bad thinking and bad talking. You have what you say, and you are what you think. For out of the heart flows the issues of life. As a man thinketh, as a person, as a woman, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You have what you say. The Bible's very clear that that ain't metaphoric. You have what you say. Because what you say, you gotta understand, God never took dominion from us. You have what you say, the same ability that God. I don't let me make sure I make my sure my doctrine is clear. We're not sitting there saying that you be like, that's my car, that's my car, that's my car, that's my way. We talk about in accordance to God's will. When you when you delight in the Lord and you begin to speak the desires from your delight in God then you begin to have in that realm you got to get out of your lane of of naming and claiming and getting into what he has already spoken when you get in alignment with when it with, when you get in alignment with what god has already spoken and you begin to speak what he has spoken you will begin to have what you have what he has spoken and, and that you have aligned yourself into that's what i'm saying theologically i don't i'm gonna stop there because i don't want to mess nobody up but you got to change your own thinking patterns i, I know kia we are all guilty of that, but the Bible says, cast down vain imaginations and every thought that's so easily beset. Oh, hold on. Let me look the scripture up. We're going, this is a good teaching moment. Let's find that scripture. Um, this is an area that I think a lot of us struggle with. I'm going to look it up right now. Oh, we can have a teaching moment here. All right, let's find the scripture real quickly. Uh, Here we go. Alright, let me stop sharing this. All right, give me one second, y'all. All right. Here we go. Let's make that bigger. All right, let's see what the word of God says. Second Corinthians 10, 5. Hold on, let me find let me get let me get the right one. Let me get the one I want. Uh, Wrong one, y'all. Give me one second. So basically what I'm trying to get you to understand is that we have the power to cast down um, these vain imaginations. We have that power. We have it through Christ to be able to say, you know what? I'm going to cast down these vain imaginations because negative thinking, man, is probably the number one thing that traps a lot of folks. It really traps a lot of folks. It says, "We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought to every thought captive to obey Christ." That's very important. We do, let me make sure I get the whole scripture. Let me get the whole text so we can really see what's going on here. There we go. There we go. That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want. This is a Bible study here. So we're going to get into the word. We're going to get into it so we can help our sister out. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5 says, for though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. All of us, if not all, all of us have either dealt with or are dealing with strongholds in our lives. Strongholds are those things that that got a hold on us that that incident happened in 95 the incident happened in 2005 still has a stronghold you no matter how far you want to press that thing is still holding you back warfare of our flesh but have divine power to destroy strongholds the only way we are set free into liberty to do what the Holy Spirit wants us to do he we have to allow him to uproot those strongholds in my book I don't even know what my book said here they go give me one second Let's get my books here this book right here that I wrote uh, maybe two years ago the purpose of freedom talks about strongholds and soul ties and how to break them but let's get right to the text it says we destroy arguments we cast down vain imaginations or we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion the devil loves to argue and he loves to toss his arguments high but you have to you have to know the most high not to entertain his lofty opinions but see, you got to know you gotta know God. If you don't know God, if you don't have the knowledge of God, the knowledge of his attributes, knowledge of his will, the knowledge of life, if you don't have that knowledge, you're going to entertain his lofty opinion. Because he knows most people don't know God enough. He knows that most people are not aware of how to walk this life in righteousness and to walk this life in dominance. So what he does is all he got, some of us, he ain't even talks in the too high because we don't even know that much of God. For most of us, he's just like, there you go. She's going to fall for that. I just got to toss this a little bit. He'll fall for that. You See what I'm saying? But 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 you gotta say, I'm gonna always climb in my understanding of God. I'm always gonna see the things of God. So if you're struggling in an area in thought form, go to the word of God. Go to open So no matter what it is that you're struggling with, let's 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 do a open let's do a lesson right here. Open Bible. Uh let's go like right here for worry. Go to open and type in right here. Whatever you need, and it's got scriptures, on worry. Do not be anxious about nothing. First Peter 5, 7, casting all your anxieties on him. And begin to meditate on these scriptures. Hope that helped, my friend. I, want, I felt led I had to do that. I, just, I had to do that for my friend there. All right, let me make sure I get my share screen up for the rest of my notes. All right, there we go. Right, let me fix that. All right, there we go. There we go. All right. <clears throat> Another sign that you have, oh, bad talking habits too. You may got to change the way you talk, man. That's power in your words, man. Life and death is in a power. The Bible says that's power. You're so welcome. The Bible says there's power in the tongue. That's why, man, he says, man, all, the word of God says, we will be judged for every idle word we speak. That's, let me find it. I'm Let me find it. I, mean, find it. I, I don't want to, it's a Bible study. We will be judged by our words. Oh, words. Let's make sure. <clears throat> let's make sure I got it right here. Let's see here. Ah, uh, uh, scriptures on. Let's, let's go to the scriptures. Scriptures on idle words. Make sure I share the screen right here. So we can be on the same page, y'all. scriptures on idle words Listen to the word of God says "Open openbible.info oh there we go I hope y'all see it. oh let's let's make it let us make it plain for you there we go it says Jesus talking I tell you on the day of judgment people will give account for every careless word they speak for by the words you will for by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned. I tell you on the day of judgment people will give account for every careless or idle word they speak. I'm telling you God cares about words because of the power in the words. The power of our words will either cause us a uh, harm or it's going to it's going to cause us help. It's going to cause harm to some. Do you know how many people's idle words Hurt, have hurt so many people. How many people right now are still hurt from your mom's idle words, still hurt from your dad's careless words? That's why God is like, man. If you, yes or no, keep it, keep it short, keep it simple, keep it specific, and keep it spirit-filled. Let's keep going. Signs you have bad habits. Last, last but not least, two S's. Stressing is a bad habit. Stressing is a bad habit. Stressing will, man, 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 stressing will wear you out. Stressing will, will take you out. You know what I'm saying? One thing I was guilty of, one of my worst habits I've ever had, stressing over stupid stuff. Man, worrying and stressing, man, man, I'm telling you, it, 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 it it's embarrassing. Because God's going to, he's going to perform his word. He's going gonna to stick to his word to his performance. He's going to, his word is going to perform. His word is going to handle what it does. And some of us, we're going to be too worn out to enjoy what he brings out. So you got to make sure that you're not stressing. Stressing is a bad habit. Yes, that's right. Simply enough, stressing is horrible. That's right, Kathy Garcia. Words have power, man. You got to say, I'm not stressing about this. Trusting God, putting trust, uh, uh, practicing trusting God is a good habit. And a good habit that you could do for stressing is say, you know what, I'm gonna put, I'm, a, I'm not gonna put God to the test. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna see God's best. And what happens? the Reason why we stress because we put it in our control. You, you are not strong enough. You're not able enough, um, to to bring out to life. And we stress because we want it. We want what we want right now. Last but not least, uh, uh one of the top bad habits that people have, they're slow. I mean, I just talking about slow up here. That's a bad habit too. Just not computing. I mean, you just and computing in all cylinders. Procrastinating slow. That's a bad habit. Man, you better get to work, man. You better you better get it done. That's one thing about me. I, I Listen, I get it done for God. I only, only got one life. I guess it done. Don't be slow. Being slow, procrastinating. That's a bad habit that boils down to a level of inadequacy or insecurities. Now, signs you have baggage. We talked about signs you have bad habits. Now we're going to talk about signs you have baggage. Number one baggage is you are a comparer. These going into relationships, we talked about baggage is when you have. Let's see the definition it says baggage is um, <clears throat> a collection of issues based on undealt with memories and experiences that any person has when entering a relationship and partnership, etc. So, for those who just joining me now, you can download the worksheet on my website, lifework.teachable.com, and you'll be able to download so you can get all these points here. But most people are are entering relationships because they ain't trusting God going, they got they, they made themselves available. I made myself over uh, away. I didn't even give myself away. I made myself away. I made my own way, right? So I can use me. So someone else can use me cuz I'm ready to be used. You see what I'm saying? And then that use lead up to being something else. But you are a comparer. So bad time to get relationship. The reason why relationships are so toxic and unhealthy is because people are bringing baggage. So what happens is they're bringing um um all these different people so all of a sudden now you got Jimmy in you, you got Johnny in you, you got what Johnny did to you. Still, you still got Johnny's wound in you. You still got Jimmy's wound in you, and you know I was gonna bring this name up. You got Tyrone. Tyrone doesn't you, done got you. You got Chelsea's wound in you. You got Barbara. You know you Barbara from 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 '96. Mm-hmm. You still got Barbara's wound, bruh. You still got Meredith's wound. You still got Keisha's wound. And so all of a sudden when you get into the relationship now you comparing because you don't have all these experiences all these memories that you haven't given to the cross you haven't given it to Christ you got you got to every wound you got to give to God and many people thinking that this 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 man this woman's going to be a doctor they they ain't no doctor they ain't no healer they can't heal you no man can heal an internal wound but god and so what i'm saying is you gotta say i gotta deal with jimmy johnny jonathan everybody i gotta deal with Susie, martha uh, barbara and, and keisha i gotta deal with all of them if not when i get into a relationship yeah tyrone you know everybody been hurt by tyrone but i'm just joking but you get or tiffany tyrone but anyway you get into a relationship all of a sudden now that person can do no good because they're now in a constant eggshell Walking on extra constant comparison, and now they're over here saying, Well, well, Ty- Tyrone made mistakes like this. You know, Keisha did it like this. You know, why, why you don't want to do it like her? Who, who do it like what? Now you're putting all this unnecessary pressure on this person to perform like their performance, right? Or you constantly comparing, they ain't even doing nothing compared to what Tyrone used to do. But ju- one little hint just because he blew his nose like Tyrone blew his nose, now you now you cause an unnecessary drama. Just because she she says something similar to what Keisha said, and she all she was doing was encouraging. But because she sounds like Keisha, now you now you upset. That's bad baggage. We gotta break that soul tie. You're right. And we're gonna talk about that later on in this course. But there's a lot of people who are comparing, and that shows you got baggage. If you're in a relationship right now and you constantly comparing people, the only person you should be comparing this person to is Christ. And before you even compare them to Christ, you compare yourself to Christ. You know, before I before I compare my wife to, to, to uh, Christ and, and try to get on her about why can't you be more like Christ? I gotta compare myself. She compares herself to Christ, I compare myself to Christ, and our relationship will be all right. It's that simple. But you cannot can you you cannot come into relation with that baggage of comparison. Next baggage, a sign that you have baggage, you are an assumer. You assume that all men are like this. You assume that all women are like this. You assume God does things like that. That's that's bad. That's bad baggage. You got so you got so much baggage in spiritual doctrines. You got so much bad theology in you. You assume God going to do this for you just because you said something. Like God don't care about discipline. Like God don't care about preparation. You assume. Assuming it's bad. You better ask God and ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the scriptures and be like, what, am I assuming wrong? Assuming is a bad. it signs you got baggage that you assume that you're not able to, uh, uh, um, look deep and look outwardly deeply with through empathy to see what is the right thing. What is the right way to perceive this? So if you if you find yourself always assuming and you're not asking, you got baggage, sweetheart. You got baggage, young man. And you got to deal with that. You got to say, God, deal with this. I just realized I don't got my purpose this shirt on. I just realized I'm over here all blue out got all blue and I, I just thought I had my purple single shirt on this whole time. Well, you see, do you see the, uh, I oh, can't see you. what? Well, ah, forget it. You see it over here. Anyway, what was that? You assume it, man. You got to be able to say, you know what? I'm going to ask and not assume a great habit is having the, the strength and the character and the maturity. Say, you know what? What did you mean by this? Spirit, <laughs> I know. I know. What do you mean by this? What did you mean by that comment? Because if you don't deal with that now, you're going to assume the tone. You're going to assume certain things. And you're going to be like, you know what, man? Is she really, did she really mean it that way? No, you got to ask. Stop being a, let me stop. Stop being immature and ask. And stop being an assumer. Let's keep going. Another sign that you have baggage, you're overreactor. You overreact to little things. You giving this man done, this man barely did the man. The man left the man left a cup on the counter. And you charged him with a felony. You charged him with a max, you gave a maximum punishment. What happens is that person gonna be like, man, I can't do you overreact over little things. Man, people be overreacting over little things. And you giving and you having that person feel like they received maximum punishment for a little thing. You see what I'm saying? You, God bless you. so welcome. So what happens is they did something so small, but because Tyrone, you know, we talk we Tyrone is the man of the hour because Tyrone did this. Just because Tyrone, because what happened was Tyrone used to leave the cup on the counter too. Tyrone used to leave the cup on the counter. Tyrone used to chew with his mouth open, right? And, and all of a sudden, now because he chewed with his mouth open, you think he's going to do the big thing Tyrone did. Now you overreact. Now I'm done with you because look at you. You do this and do this, you overreact and over little stuff. Nobody wants to be with nobody who feel like they're going to jail for 20 years for something that, for something that didn't even warrant any, t- any punishment at all man you got baggage if you overreacting, man you gotta you you, you the, the the time must meet the crime <laughs> what i'm saying is the time must match the crime if the person barely did anything that's gonna make a person be like person come back like, i wish i cheated on you if i would have cheated on you at least I, I got the same punishment for for misunderstanding what you said or doing something whatever i got the same punishment as if i cheated on you that puts unnecessary pressure on people like I should have went ahead and cheated. I didn't even look at her. I was looking at the sign talking about it had two for two um hot dogs and hamburgers. You thought I was looking at that girl over there. All of a sudden, now, now you chewing my ear off the whole day. Or you got, or fellas, just because she's over there um, doing her work in God and doing her thing, you overreacting because you're insecure and she's going to walk away. That's right. Constantly walking on eggshells because you don't know how you're going to react. That crime must meet the time, match the time. And most of these people ain't doing no crime. They're humans. Humans are going to make mistakes. And if you don't have grace for people's mistakes, that person's heart not going to be with you. I'm telling you, there's a lot of men, a lot of women who are married and do marital duties, but their hearts are not with that person. I'm telling you. So, what I'm, I'm advising you to do is stop overreacting. Stop overreacting. Another sign that you have baggage, you're just a selfish person, man. You're selfish. You've been, you've been fed your whole life. You've been taken care of your whole life. You don't know how to, you don't know how to serve nobody. You're selfish. You only fish for yourself. That's baggage. That, that's bad upbringing. That's just bad. I'm hurt, so I'm going to look out for me. Nobody wants to be in a relationship with someone that's looking out for them always. You see what I'm saying? And what, what happens to most relationships is that because because um they've been hurt so much, I got to look out for me at all costs. And they're scared to trust again. They're scared to serve somebody because if I serve you and I become vulnerable, if I become, that's why, man, you, that's why you only settle down with the one that God sent you away. Because, because it's, because if that person submit to God, you can be vulnerable. You could be vulnerable with them. But if you, if you can't be vulnerable at all, you're going to be selfish. You're going to be like, nope, nope, nope. I'm only going to go take care of myself. I'm only going to look out for me because I don't trust you. Let's keep going. Signs that you have baggage, you are unstable and unpredictable. That goes overreacting. You are unstable and unpredictable. I don't know. You don't know what you're going to get. No, some people are singing right now because God's like, man, this person trying to do ministry for me. This person trying to do big things for me. They don't got time for your instability. They don't got time for you being unpredictable. I'm very predictable. We're supposed to be predictable it is that simple when it comes to relationships we're supposed to be predictable we because i don't if i'm unpredictable and i'm always bringing this instability like we said before that person's walking on eggshells you got to be predictable my wife knows i'm predictable she knows when i want pancakes she just knows she just see the look in my eye she's like oh he wants pancakes today she know oh he wants just omelets today you know what i'm saying i'm predictable but when we get so caught up in well, I'm unstable and that person has been the same plain Jane the whole time, he's been the same Sam the whole time. And you just uh, he's too boring. No, you just too crazy. Oh, she just boring. No, you crazy. You, you just crazy. You, you, you something wrong with the inside. We ain't supposed to be. Uh, that's why a lot of people dated wild and bad people back when they was young, because you got a good guy. I'm just about my good, following the good things of God. I'm just doing things the right way. That's too boring. Since you unstable, you want them to be unstable to make it, to make it interesting. Mm-mm-mm. You don't got time for interesting. Interesting going to make, may get you messed up. Being around someone that's interesting. What I mean by interesting, being with someone that's unpredictable too, just as unstable as you. I want something exciting. And then you want to talk about 28, 27 years old. You got all these. uh, Let me stop. You got all these consequences in your life. And now you want a man of God. You got all these consequences. You got 14 baby mamas and you expect her to deal with your dysfunction and their dysfunctions. So all of a sudden now, all of a sudden you got you got all these consequences in your life from the bad dude and from the bad girl. And now you don't got 15 baby mamas expect this woman of God to want to be with you. You got seventy-six kids, and you expect this man to man want to be with you? Now don't get me wrong; God can redeem it. So what I'm saying, is, please hear me. This is, you know, there's some humor here, but it doesn't matter how many kids you may have had. God's still gonna look out for you if you get your mind right. If you start practicing the same habits, if you got three baby moms, cool, you know. But you, you gotta understand. That's why I'm telling all young people. Everybody else God's grace. Is, God's grace will keep you. God will redeem the time if you renew. If you allow Him to renew your mind. But this is a warning to everyone who don't have those kind of consequences in their life. Be smart, man. Be stable. Be secured in Christ, because because I'm telling you, there's there's certain people that, that 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 ain't going. That ain't that ain't that just ain't that that just. Let's just keep it real. That ain't that ain't going to want to deal with unnecessary things. Some people are grace for that. And that's cool, and they probably got similar consequences. So what I mean by that, they may, you know, he got two baby moms, and you got two kids, and it works. There's some people out there I've I've seen couples like that. That happens. So what I'm saying is, God still got those if you renew your mind, a lot of Holy Spirit to renew it. But for everybody else that's that's young and ain't ain't really did nothing quite dumb yet, be smart. Signs that you have baggage. I said unstable, unpredictable. You have trust issues. We talked about that. You have trust issues. Another sign that you got baggage, you paranoid. Oh, paranoid. You know what that means. Last but not least, sign that you have baggage. You are deeply insecure. If you have insecurities, man, that's baggage, man, and nobody wants to deal with. All these things and habits and baggages for singles, I'm telling you, nobody wants to deal with those. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, it, it, it don't matter how cute she is, fellas. She's not cute enough for that baggage. No matter how handsome he is, he's not handsome enough. I'm telling you, looks, looks, looks will flee. <laughs> looks are, <laughs> be, looks will fleet. It will fleet. You know what I'm saying? I and mean, all you left is stains in your sheets. <laughs> that don't make no sense. But maybe it did. Now, let's get to our point. How to create good habits. Thank y'all so much for watching. We got 70 people. Thank y'all so much. Those watching on Facebook, those watching on um, YouTube, those who's watching later, man, let me know what you're getting from this. Comment below. I appreciate y'all's support. How to create good habits and unpack your bags, okay? How to create good habits and unpack your bags. Now, how to create good habits. Uh Uh-oh, where am I at? Lord, let me get my notes. I'm I'm about to speed through here. Whoops. I was about to speed all right. How to create good habits. Let's make me small. There we go. How to create good habits, man. There we go. How to create good habits. Number one, put your hope in God. If you want to start making good habits, you got to put your hope in God. I have in my notes right here that this will eliminate a lot of bad habits because you trust God. Put your hope and trust in him. Trust that he's got your man. Trust that he's got your woman. Trust that he's got you and renewing you. Like from your vantage point, you think you're ready for a relationship. From your vantage point, you think you're ready. But readiness is not based upon how much you think you're ready. Readiness is based upon how God sees you as ready. And God may even have you ready for a long time. You have been ready like, uh, what's John the Baptist's mom and them? Elizabeth was Elizabeth or Rebecca. I always get Liz, Lizzie and, and, and Becca mixed up. But whoever John the Baptist's mom was, she was faithful even in the midst of her barrenness. But her barrenness was because he God wanted John the Baptist to come at a certain time. So don't get discouraged when you have been proven to be ready over a period of time. Your readiness just doesn't mean something's wrong with you per se. It could just mean wrong timing. That God has a specific timing. It was a specific timing for me to get married at 32. It's specific timing. Thank you, Elizabeth. Appreciate you. Specific timing. And God's timing is always perfect. So how to create good habits, you got to put your hope in God. And we'll talk about that when we get out of the problems of singleness and get into the patterns of singleness, we'll talk about hope and all that kind of stuff. But another um, habit, <clears throat> um, how to create good habits, two, you got to become self-aware and audit your life. You got to become self-aware and audit your life. If you want to create good habits, you got to look at yourself and be like, what? why am I creating these bad habits or why are these bad habits in my life? You got to audit yourself and become self aware man self awareness is important in life people want outer discernment but nobody wants inner discernment like I, I love that god has made me as a self aware person i don't mind admitting my wrongs i don't mind assessing myself and adjusting cuz i know in order for me to be successful i got to adjust and i'm going to do a video maybe next week or week after on how to how to, how to pivot how to quickly move with the times, quickly pivot and, and 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 know when the signs of the time for you to pivot and change. But you in order to create good habits, you got to be self aware and stop blaming everybody. Look at yourself and be like, you know what? That was me. That was me. That's right. Evaluate yourself. Always self examine yourself. Always examine your motives. Examine your intentions. Examine your thoughts. Examine your speech. There was times of the other day when I was saying something, I had to catch that phrase. Nope. You ain't, about to create, you ain't about to create that for me. I ain't. I just caught it. And I was like, nah, we're getting that out of here because like my power of my words. I'm not going to speak that and then create talking patterns. Maybe the first time you say it, there may not be no, that's, I don't know. Maybe the first time you say a phrase, there may not be no power in that. Maybe the power is when you repeat that over and over again because sometimes you're going to make a mistake and say something bad, but you got to catch that so it don't become a pattern of speech. And then all of a sudden you have what you speech. That what you have spoken. So, in order to create new habits, man, you got to become self-aware and be like, you know what? What bad habits do I have in my life? What am I what am I doing as jacking up my own life? And you gotta audit your life. Look at your life and every dime, every time, every inch, every everything that you've done in your life, calculate everything like for tax season. Audit it. Because if you audit yourself, when, when other people audit you, you see what I'm saying? When other thing, other people audit you, you won't be exposed. That's why you got to audit yourself. I audit myself so that I won't be uh, embarrassment to my wife and embarrassment to my children. So that I won't become embarrassment to God. So I won't become embarrassment to y'all. So I audit myself. I don't care who walks by. me. I don't care what comes my way. I don't care what it is. I don't care no matter what, I practice self-evaluation. I always think three moves ahead because I fear, not fear, I fear God and I don't want to embarrass him. I don't want to embarrass my wife. I don't want to embarrass myself. So when you audit yourself, you'll say, nip that habit in the the bud because you will never get in trouble for something that you never did. (laughs) You can never get in trouble in not doing trouble. If you don't do the troubling thing, you won't find yourself in trouble. If I stay faithful, I can never get caught cheating because I never cheated. So what I'm saying is if you never do a thing, you don't have to worry about getting caught doing that thing. So if you do what you're supposed to do in private and in public, your life will be unbothered. Another uh, uh, way to uh, create good habits be write down who you would like to become and why and the people beneath you that will benefit from your change. There was too much for me to write in that right there. Write down who you like to become. So right here, I want you to write down who you would like to become. I got the activity for you. I already got spaces for that. Write down who you would like to become and why. Why do you, why must you be this person? We got to get away from should to must. I should do that. No, 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 I must do it. I got people, I got people looking up to me. I must do it. I must do it. I, I got. I got. I don't gave my wife a jersey. I gave my wife a jersey with my name on it, metaphorically. So since I got her, since she got my last name, I must do what I gotta do, because I bear the name Christ in my life. I must do certain things, because I'm about to have children eventually. I'm they're gonna bear my last name. There's just certain things I must do. So you must do it, not Should, should I do it? I should do that. Mm-mm. We got to go from should to must. And I got to write down who I must be, must become, and why, and the people beneath me. The reason why I got to look out for the people beneath me, beneath me doesn't mean like um, they're lower than me in class. Beneath me means um, um, who I'm stewarded over, right? I got to make sure I got to do it for them. Who? How can they benefit from my change? because if I keep changing, my wife benefits. If I keep changing, my children will benefit. If I keep changing and growing, y'all benefit from my teaching. That's why I don't get stagnant. I stay in that word. I stay in God because I know that in me being in him, the things will naturally get better. How to create good habits. Next point, I, you gotta be intentional and incremental. Incremental, incremental, incremental. Incremental. Yeah. You gotta be intentional. In order to create, you gotta do it. Just just do it. Be intentional. Nope. I'm doing it. I'm being intentional. I'm 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 gonna do this. I must do this. And be incremental with your intentional. What I mean by that, don't be going so hard, man. That's why people burn out by the third week of January from going to the gym. You go too hard. You gotta say, you know what? What is my stretchable goal? Stretchable. It's not a goal that I can get to easily. It's something that it was difficult. It wasn't that difficult, but it was difficult enough for me to stretch stretchable goals. are when I meet that goal, I have stretched and got better. But you can't do like I expect to lose 50 pounds in 20 minutes. That's that's not incremental enough. You can have all the intention in the world, but you'll be disappointed by the results because you had the wrong uh, span of time or expectation on it. So you have to be intentional. Say, I will put this into practice. What they say, it takes 21 days to get rid of a bad habit. You see what I'm saying? So you got to say, I'm going to be intentional. And even if, when you make a small mistake, rebound. Most people, they, they when they when they make, when they they make mess up, they messed up in one day, they fall back. No, keep going. That must, that why got it. We ain't talking about mustiness. We're talking about must do it. You see, how? I got to do this or else. Because of the people that needs me, people that need for me to succeed. Next point, how to create good habits, you got to track your growth and celebrate them. Track. It. Listen, man, ain't nothing wrong with a good cupcake every now and then. You know what I'm saying? I treat myself. You know what I'm saying? I look out for me. One thing I do, I look out for me, man. If I'm over here eating sweet potatoes and, and baked stuff all week and, and green stuff, you know what I'm saying? Eating all this, all whatever, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going I've grown. So I'm going to treat myself. But track your growth. It's important to track your growth. Many of us we want big results, but sometimes when you're losing weight, you lose weight in the hips first. So you're looking at, oh, I didn't lose nothing in my stomach. I ain't lose nothing in my hips. Some of y'all ain't trying to lose nothing in your hips. You know I'm saying? I ain't lose nothing in my face. But if you check your waist, and you be like, oh, I did, okay, I got half an inch off, okay, then you good. Celebrate that. Because some of us, we... We're, we've been so condemned that we don't know how to be celebrated. We're not talking about celebrate and be egotistical, but God don't mind you being like, you know what? Now, don't celebrate to the point to where you erase the improvement. Don't You done lost half an inch. You over there eating a whole cake. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sitting there saying that. I'm saying just celebrate the right way and, and just say, you know what? I am growing because what that do, that will inspire you to continue. Another way to create good habits, small victories. That's right, Kia. Small victories. And Nelson said, keep going. That's right. Uh, Cheryl said, "Oh, she said Tyrone is is the oh, Tyrone is the man. I know that. There's a good Tyrone out there. I know there is. I'm sorry if you're watching this, you were Tyrone. It, it, there was a not Ty, Tyrone was bad in the '90s. Tyrone was a bad guy in the '80s and '90s. I don't know how many early 2000s. Tyrone was just a bad. It was a bad name to have Tyrone. I think in the '90s. I think that's where that came from. I'm an '80s baby. I was born in '85. So, oh, that's skip one. Ah." I forgot the S. The S is stick with it and steward the returns. Stick with it. In order to create good habits, you gotta stick with it. Now I'm with it, I'm with it, I'm with it. I see the growth. I'm sticking with it and I'm stewarding the results. Stewarding the results mean sometimes you get so intoxicated by the results. Whoa, look at me, I'm in shape now. And now you're over here putting your body all online. That ain't good stewardship over your new results. Now you're showing extra stuff now. Now you now you now bro, bro, bro you got a fit it button up, you got a fit it shirt with a tie on. Bruh, you ain't got to be that tight on you. You ain't got to be that tight on you. You know what I'm saying? So, what I'm saying is you gotta uh, uh stick with it and steward the results. But like, you know what? Just because you got these results, I mean you go out there and sin with it. People get a new body, and then all of a sudden it was holy their whole life, It was holy while they was fat. It's easy to be holy when you're fat because they know stop because stop. I was fat, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, I'll, it's easy to be holy in certain frames, right? But then back time you then got your new body. I woke up in a new body, you got your new body. Right now you start sinning, cause now you got a good body. Now you don't got you a new job. Now you sinning. Now now you know now your results and got you a new car, a new opportunity, more money. And now you don't you got to steward the results. No no no, God still deserves the glory from this. God went with the glory from this new body. I'm two fifty two. Oh, this morning I was two forty nine, but I ate I ate some food, so I'm probably two fifty 250, right. Two fifty one. I ain't about to go out that married. I ain't about to go to show my body. You know what I'm saying? Only she see these results. You see what I'm saying? But what I'm saying is. You got to store the results. Let's keep going. Where am I at? Oh, now how to get rid of or how to unpack your bags. Number one, you got to become aware that you are his beloved. Become aware. I got the gates of heaven open it's right there. That picture right there, the gates of heaven. Be, be aware that he loves you. It's, you have access now. You got to be, in order to get that baggage out of you, you got to be aware that you are his beloved. He loves you, man, but he don't love you. His love doesn't want to keep you there. His love wants to bring you to higher places. God's love is a moving love. It's an improving love. It's a developing love. It ain't just about oh, you cute and cuddly. All right, I love you so much. I don't mind how many times you over there at adulterous with other people. I, I, I know your heart. I know deep down in your heart you love me. God ain't that type of person. God's like, I love you. But you, listen, bro, I I, I, I I love you, but m- most people who get caught up in that way of thinking of God, they have no father in the home. Fatherlessness has a lot of people looking at God messed up on two spectrums. So people who had a, a tough dad, a mean dad, a, 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 a angry dad, They look they look at God the same way people who had an absent father they think that god is absent those who grew up with fatherlessness they believe they 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 don't like authority so they have to make god motherly so they make god nurturing so since they didn't have no father in the home and all they had was a mama now god is nurturing so god loves everybody God loves me, even though I'm sinning, even though I'm doing this. God loves me. No, no, no. God wouldn't chase me. God wouldn't change me. God ain't going to prune me. God's a loving God because you ain't had no daddy in the house to hit you upside the head and get you thinking right. And so, what happens is because you didn't have no good father in the home, now you think either God's abusive and angry at you, or you think that God is absent, and maybe no matter how loud you cry, He doesn't hear you, or you believe because of your father and your mom was over there, baby, you could mean you never do anything wrong. I love you. All of a sudden, now God's the same way. Now God's a goddamn mother to you. I said G O T, my apologies. He's now, he's a mom to you. Now, I don't know if I I'm, I'm mean, I got the, the spirit of John the Baptist on me right now. <laughs> Now, you now God's a mother to you. And now that's why everybody's thinking. No, God. ain't. do you know that people right now, modern day Christianity is about to set people up into thinking that nobody goes to hell. So what they do is don't talk about hell. Don't talk about conviction. Don't talk about sin because God's a mom and mom's going to make pancakes anymore. No matter how much I yelled, at, stop, Karen, leave me alone, Karen, because mom was all nurturing and stuff. All of a sudden now you think God going to keep making pancakes for you and you ain't really got. So what I'm trying to say is <clears throat> it's going to be a rude awakening because there is a hell. If you, if you believe in the prison system, you can believe in hell. So God, God, God loves you enough to, God loves you too much to force you to love him. So if you don't, if you, if you don't want him, then hell is where you're going to be. Cause you're going to be like, you didn't want me in the first place. So go where everybody else is going to go. Who don't want me? So we got to stop thinking that God is, is big mama in the kitchen, making pancakes and grits, talking about here, and you he and you running the house crazy. But you thinking God's going to keep making you pancakes and grits. Don't get me wrong. His grace is sufficient for your salvation. But we're we talking about endorsing behavior? We're talking about endorsing, and, and people wondering why they're still stuck and stuff? That's right, Kia, Kia, Kia. K- K- God is loving, but he is also just. You can't talk about God's love without talking about his wrath. And his wrath is being held up until the moment it's time to be released. But people don't preach this no more because nobody wants to hear this. But listen, I fear him. So so, so, what I'm saying to y'all is we got to change the way we view God. God ain't big mama, yo. God is not big mama. Tweet that. Hashtag Coach Josh. Hashtag it. Put that on Twitter. Put that on Facebook. God ain't big mama. Okay? (laughs) <laughs> let's keep going b you got to become aware that you are his beloved and bring him your bags he that's king you and your word create <clears throat> heat for themselves te- if you look on instagram just look just look at just look at these groups of preachers some of so many people are so invested in these network of preachers whose father's the devil and i must leave it right there you'll know them by their fruit my friends be with, Become aware that you are his beloved and bring him your bags. God, here's my bags. I ain't bringing my bags in that relationship. I'm not bringing my bags in that partnership. I'm not going to bring that, these bags in my ministry, partner with this congregation, partner with these people serving him. And I got bags. Do you know how many preachers preach hurt? I used to preach hurt and was bleeding all over the people. I'm over there preaching hurt, talk, subtweeting in my messages, talking about other people, bleeding on them, bleeding on them. I said, no, no, no. I can't. You can't preach hurt, fellas. Ladies, you can't preach hurt. You can't teach. You can't preach hurt. Heal up, man. Because, yo, I can tell when the preacher's preaching hurt because I preach hurt. You see what I'm saying? So we got to get to a place where we heal up so that we don't be bleeding on the people. I'm over there bleeding on my wife, bleeding because I'm hurting. So you got to bring them your bags. Next point, for time's sake. A, you got to accept responsibility for your past. Accept responsibility. Own up, man, so you can own out. Own up so you can own out. I want to, what if I don't own up to my issues, how can I own land? How can I own great things that God wants me to own? Why would God give me new land, new buildings, buildings and lands and vineyards I didn't have to plant, buildings I didn't have to peel? If I if I don't own up, I got to own up to my own issues so I can own out. So I can own things outside of me, right? So you got to accept responsibility for your past and be like, yo, yes, what they did to me was bad. Yes, it happened. But everything I did from that moment of happening, that's on me because I allowed what happened to me to develop my habits. Now I let them things become bits, little bits that I kept doing to now make this big issue in my life. And now if you would have dealt with it sooner, it wouldn't have been so big now. So you got to accept responsibilities. Next point. G, you got to generate through the help of the Holy Ghost. Good thinking patterns. In order to unpack your bags, you got to become aware that you are God's beloved and bring them your bags. Second, you got to accept full responsibility for your past mistakes. Next, you got to now generate new thinking. After you're made aware, the revelation of the Holy Spirit revealing to you your root reasons of why you are where you are. He'll then begin to say, Now I can generate, now help you think better, think positive, think on good things, think on things that are above, etc., and create new thinking patterns you got to create new thinking patterns because that's going, that's the rhythm of your life you got to think at a rhythm think at a pattern a thought becomes thought patterns thought patterns becomes a mindset a mindset becomes a way of life last but not least s create separation and steward your self esteem create separation create a gap create a gap There should be not even a close similarity to the Josh of five years ago. I should be so progressive that 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 the Josh today is different than the Josh May 7th of last year. I got to constantly create separation through sanctification. Cooperate with the Holy Spirit's work and not grieving him. I got to cooperate with him. And we'll talk more about that. A lot of these biblical truths will break down in the next phase of our course. We're in a problems phase of our course. Then we'll get to the patterns, the right patterns of singleness. But create separation. The Holy Spirit will help you create separation after you found that you are God's beloved, gave your bags to him, accept your responsibility, start generating new thoughts. Then you'll begin to see over time separation and then store your self-esteem. Because you may be good right now, but you got to practice this because it, 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 you, you'll, there you go, yield to the spirit, renew your mind. God help me think, well, I, exactly. We need his help. And what happened is you got to store your self-esteem in Christ. You got to keep it in him because if you, if you, because so, we have, we have seasons where we're good and we've been where we're faithful, but we're human. And sometimes we fall in our discipline. Sometimes life just hits us. And we got to be ready. We got to be conditioned because one day you're going to get that call. One day you're going to get that that pain. What is coming? Life. One thing about life is you want to be in that ring with life all the days of your life. So you might have knocked life down in round seven, but we don't know what's going to happen to you in round eight. So you got to be with your trainer. Holy Spirit. Like that Mike Tyson video I saw. I was like, bro, that bro, that that dude, that was, uh, pun- was handling the punches. That's a that that's a cover. That brother covered. I was like, man, he had to say yield. I was like, man, he said yield and walked away. But Tyson at fifty some years old, was still hitting, still training. You don't know when life's gonna come. When you gonna still gotta keep that keep that jab going. Stay over there. Stay over there. I think that's it. That's all my notes. I hope this message was a blessing to you, man. I hope it helped you with your habits. Um, like I said, these kind of messages here are um, the problems based. We'll get into some of these some of these points that I kind of rushed you at the end. Those are for later videos where I can actually spend time not talking more about the problem, but to talk more about the uh, path or the patterns to success. Um, go to my website right now, lifework.teachable.com. Let me post it right there in the thing again. Let me get the notes so that you so so that y'all can have. Um, uh, what you need so you can get this worksheet so you can get this work your life for it, get your work going. All right, let me post it right here for everyone. Go on, and get that worksheet right now, and also, um, let's go to my website here so you can see what all I got on now. Before I do that, <clears throat> um, I hope this message was a blessing. Get that worksheet today. Th- this week's worksheet is going to be along the lines of uh. This week, I want you to audit your habits and baggage and assess when they started and what are the roots. I have two pages for you to process through. Take your time through these worksheets because is thorough, man. That's just how my brain works. This brain right here, that thing is a machine. I, God bless me with an amazing mind. Oh, I thank God every day for the mind he gave me, the mind of Christ and the gift that he's given me, man. But get the worksheet, download it. Uh, what else do I have for you? Let me see if I have anything over here I want to share um, before I get into... Uh, uh let's see here. Also, you go to my website, get all the books. I have books available. Oh, let me make sure I go to my comments. All right, starting with uh is Amazon the best way to get the books? Yes, Amazon's the best way. Just go to Amazon, type in Joshua's, and all my books will be there. What is your Facebook page? My Facebook page is Joshua Az. Just type that. I'm glad it was a blessing to you, my two cents. Uh, but all of my books are available on Amazon right now. You got the World War Me dating prep unplug my children's book. All those good books are on my website there. Uh, what else I got to show you? Um, I think that's it. Uh, Books, card games. Let me get back. Let me get back. How I get back? There we go. Now I'm back. Uh, this book right here, World War Me, is a book on spiritual warfare and how to uh, um, uh, fight against strongholds and fight the good fight of faith uh, with the whole armor of God. So that book's available online, um, as well as this book right here on the purpose of freedom are you hope? Oh, no, it's wrong book. Uh, how to, un uh, how to, uh, untie soul ties, uproot strongholds that, that bird right there has been, how many of us have been in a cage for so long? How many of us has been in the cage for so long? Jesus doesn't set us free, but we have to fly in it. We have to fly in that freedom. Now the book that I wrote is my first book Unplug. top things to unplug from, um, wrote this book 12 years ago. Wow. That's something special. Um, Another book that I've written called Dating Prep. Where my card games at? There you go. Dating Prep is a book for those who want to date themselves and the love of their life. So uh, it comes to these card questions. Oh, no <clears throat> I don't want to pull no muscle because it's been human. I want no charley horse. But I also have card game called Dating Prep. And so it's three ways to play. You can play by yourself and you get this book and you can write the answers to your questions in the book. But it's three phases. The cloud phase, which means y'all just met. semen phase, man, it's getting real. And the corporation phase y'all engage or already married and y'all want to build an empire together corporation together but uh great questions in here all the questions in the card game are actually in the book right now i'm actually creating a game for singles right now um i'm creating a game for singles that goes with the I, I think i'm writing about another book I'm, i might work i might write a book like this for are you whole or full of holes for singles so that you can really ask yourself certain questions and see where you are, assess. So I'm also right, working on that material too. Um, so get that book and get that card game, and also another card game is called Memory Muscle. One of one of my prized production, produce things I produce. Memory Muscle is a fun way uh, to memorize scripture. Flashcards. You can play with friends. All because of all those stuff <clears throat> are available. Let me share the screen. <clears throat> Excuse me. All those things are available on my website right here let's get let's get that minimized so just go to my website go to the little thingy thingy here and everything's in the history of uh, uh, the ministry I've been doing this May 1st May 1st this month May 1st has been 12 years since I've been doing um, um, ministry of some sort and uh, this video right here uh, was my first time preaching I was in front of a hundred kids. That was the first ministry I ever did. Um, I went to the guy over this ministry at the church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And um, I was like, I, I feel God wants me to do this event. And we got it done. Marketing, uh, promotions, everything. Got it done in two weeks. And we had a hundred some kids there. And let's get some more pictures. So we had, um, you know, it's just great ministry, man. And so God blessed it. And we it was just an impactful time. And uh, But that was just the history of the ministry. They go to the video there. Um, let's see our mentoring program. If you want to support that, unfortunately, we haven't been able, we only had one week in our program because, of course, uh, so that's our that was our first years of kids. Um, but you can go there and learn more about our mentoring program right there. And what else? Uh, courses, YouTube, podcast. You can go to my website and just listen to all the podcasts there. Um, for those who don't know, the good guys podcast, and you actually can listen to all these messages on SoundCloud. Um, what else? We got a lot of things you can do. Uh, books, card games, custom coach. If you want one-on-one coach, let me know your budget. Be, be patient with me because, um, you know, I'm, I'm married, I got family. And so I'm really finding my balance, but let me know what your budget is. And I'll let you know what I'm able to do. Booking whenever this quarantine's over, whatever. Also get your worksheets there. So it's a good place just to kind of, uh, learn everything that I do there. Um, but let's get into some questions. Let's get right into it. Let's see what we got. Also, before we get into that, make sure you check out some more more recent videos of mine. Well, I don't got them all up there, so don't worry about that. Let's get to the questions. All right. Uh, Jaina says, yes, very grinding life, changing lessons, no quick fix. That's right. There's no quick fix in life, y'all. No quick fix. Continue to do the real life work of God. Thank you so much for that. Let God renew your mind. Thank you, Coach Josh. You're so welcome. Who's got the first question? Thank you so much, Coach. We'll do the worksheet. Thank you, Sugar Mom. Uh, Jaina says, yes, we'll, oh, okay, y'all still talking, okay, Joshua, uh, uh there we go, Miss Reynolds says, I know couples must compliment each other, how much room for growth does God allow when bringing people together in courting slash dating, this seems to be a season when God is bringing, let's see what else you got, uh-oh, was that it, broadcast interrupted, can y'all see me, back, okay, we back online, okay, all right. Good question. I know couples must compliment each other. How much room for growth does God allow when bringing people together in courtship or dating? It seems to be a season where God is bringing. Great, great question. Well, basically God has a timing for you to meet and a timing for you to get married. All right. So there was a time I met my wife, but I didn't, I didn't marry my wife a year later. We didn't get married to four or some years later because God, even though we was ready to meet, we wasn't married. We wasn't ready to marry. All right. And so, um, in that buffering time of courtship that's led by God, you will begin to get to know each other, you'll begin to learn each other, you'll begin to see each see each see yourself in light of each other. And then God will, through his sovereignty, will be able to prune you and prep you and prepare you for the moment of marriage. You see what I'm saying? Uh, yes, I think the books do ship to UK, but so this is how you assess whether or not y'all are ready to marry. Um, you know you're ready to meet when. When you um are content with where you at, see, when I met my wife, I was content in my singleness. I was in the midst of my the assignment of my singleness. I was in the middle of God's work. It was my work, the work that God was working in me and wanted me to work and wanted me to work was already established. Um, God is not going to necessarily. I don't know. God can do anything, but it's going. It's, it's 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 probably well. I, who am I to say what God can do? I'll stop there. But what I'm saying is, is that uh, um, it, if you notice that you don't really know who you are and you realize that he don't really know who he is and y'all want and y'all trying to figure each other out, but you haven't figured each other out individually, separately of each other, then then that could chance or that could be a counterfeit. But I think God will have you meet the person when you at least know um, the bulk of yourself, when you are even when you are in the midst of building and doing what God wants you to do, but in, in regards to marriage, um, you know that you're ready when y'all are able to complement each other in a mature way at, together, and and sometimes that buffering room is kind of pruning um, certain things that may um, be the loose ends that may that could possibly, if not if overlooked, could end a marriage. Um, so if God is bringing and you felt the season of God is bringing the one in your life, um. Just make sure that you're whole by him and continuously content in him. And uh, uh, because even in marriage, you gotta be content in God. Because if you continue to make that person God to you, and and, and you'll put an asset in name. I hope I understood your question. I really do. Let me see if you added something else with that. Let me keep scrolling. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Okay, ordain relationships and marriages into existence. Um God is, God is, who am I to say how God does things? I can only go by what I've experienced and what I've coached and seen happen in other people's lives. Um, But what I would do is keep staying content in God, keep trusting him and you should be good. I hope I understood your question correctly. Yes, Ms. J, I do ship to the UK. Uh, Okay, we back online. Thank I'm Glad I'm back. Please, Mr. Ezzie, give me advice. Where's your question? Where's your question? Let me scroll up and see if you uh, asked a question up here repost your question for me so I can get to you since you put your uh comment there let me see let me see where you at um okay there you go please mr Azzy, give me advice all right where you at Arnisha? let me find you I can't post your question for me I'm answer another person's question but post your question below so I can get to you making everything go accordingly says can I have the desire to be a husband and God still call me to singleness? Um, He'll call. Everyone's called to singleness. Contrary to popular belief, everybody's called to singleness. Now, what does that mean? You're called to be whole. A single is a, a a set aside individual. It's a whole thing. I'm single. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm in a different phase of my singleness. See, your singleness right now is a different phase. You're single. Single. Like you, there's there's no single mingle. You know what I'm saying? You single single. But when you get married, you still single. You still your own individual. And what oftentimes is people sacrifice their singleness or who they are as a person for the other person or for the marriage. So you will always be called to be whole. You're going to always be called to stay content in God, to stay single in him. But, but to answer your question specifically, um, can I you if you have a desire to be married, God, God, God don't mind making you a husband, you just have to be a husband. Um, and you have to be it before you have it. So, what you got to do is to study to so show yourself approved, not just with the word of God, but say, okay, <clears throat> I want to make sure that I'm rightly divided. I want to make sure that I'm able to exhibit these traits. I want to make sure that I'm actually able as a man to provide for myself. That I'm financially secure. Here are some things you got to think about as a man. I want to make sure that I'm financially secure, sexually pure, mentally, emotionally stable, content in God, um, 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 financially stable. I think I already said that. Uh, what else you got to think about? Um, you got to live on your own. You got to be on your own. Um, and um, that's some of the basic basic foundations. And so that's what you got to do. But you're always going to be single all your days of your life. That's why you got to always focus on staying whole so that you can be a complement uh, service to someone else. <clears throat> all right, now, Arneesha, let me see if you posted something. Arneesha, where you at? She must have logged off. Okay. Okay. All right, Chelsea Williams says, I have a hard time receiving helpful critiques because growing up cri- Growing up, critiques were beating up on me. I understand. When someone corrects me, I feel bad and get offended. How can I accept critique with with grace? Gotcha. Um, hmm. This is what you do. It's to understand that you know you, and you know you got to improve, and you know that uh, there are some people that love you. And the best way not to be offended is to realize, first off, only receive... Hmm. only receive the critique, don't receive the character. Observe the character, look beyond the character and see the critique. What I mean by that is, there's gonna be people that's gonna yell it at you, there's gonna be people that's gonna be disrespectful with it, and what you do is, you gotta understand people are people. Uh, even if someone posts a negative comment, there, if I can learn something from it, i learn something from it. And we understand that people are people and that you have people that love you. Um, the people that love you receive their critique and, it, and now, if, they, if their character's off and they're coming at you a certain kind of way, have a conversation. Say, I, I appreciate what you said, but can you say it differently because it, it offends me? If we talked about is there's nothing wrong with communicating your offenses. So if it offends you and it bothers you, think if it's a person that you love and they're critiquing you and they're correcting you out of love, communicate with them. Now you got to look at yourself. Communicate with yourself. Are they really just saying this out of love, and I'm just in my feels? So to help yourself, you got to go back and find a root reason of why people's critiques bother you. Find the root reason. And it's because you said in the past it kept beating up on you. But that was the past. And and you got to forgive those people. Um, um, Maybe that's how their mom did it. And now grandma did it. Now mama did it. That's how granddad did it. Now daddy did it. That's what auntie did. And now cousin doing it. And so some people, if you have empathy, you'll be like, I understand what they was trying to say. Um, but if it's someone like in house, like my, like a husband or or uh, child or or a family member that you have to see, and they they love you, you know their character. Then go and have a conversation. Like you know what, I appreciate what you're saying, but can you say it like this? I don't mind you critiquing me, but you coming at me kind of kind of kind of certain kind of way that I feel like throwing them bows like Luda now. You got come on now. So you just gotta be honest with yourself and say you know what? Why can I take criticism? Who I need to forgive? Um, am I prideful? Usually, the root reason why we don't handle critique criticism well because of pride, and we don't like to be vulnerable in the category of being wrong. And uh, it's okay to be wrong because that's the best way to find right. If you're already in the wrong, all you gotta do is look over here on the right side. Oh, that's the right thing to do. So you receive it in grace by receiving um, the great, allowing the grace of God to flood through you, knowing that His grace is sufficient, and and you gotta give yourself grace. And sometimes we have this perfectionistic mindset, Chelsea. That when someone critiques us, we're like, but I, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. What you mean? What you mean? I'm imperfect? Yeah. And you have to understand, but if their character's off, yeah, you can kick rocks, bro. And then limit them from having access to your life. If they're trying to critique you to bring it on their level, they, if they're trying to critique to control, remove that character out of the story of your life. But if it's someone that loves you, just tell them to modify their critique. Hope they help. I got time for one or two more, y'all. I've been doing videos all day. And I feel my I feel like I'm getting tired. There you go. Good question. Miss Enda says, How do you evaluate yourself without overthinking, overblaming yourself, leading to a low self-esteem? Great question. I'm gonna talk about that uh pretty soon here. Um, I think I did a video on um uh great question. I did a video on I did, I did, I did it. Here it is, right here. Um check this video out, my friend. How to stop overthinking. I think it's a 30-something minute video. Um, I did a video I talked about how to stop overthinking. So go to my YouTube channel after this video if you feel, if you got time. I know it may be late to some people. Um, Watch that video. I'll go in great details about that in regards to overthinking. Um, But to help you right now um, is you have to understand that um, you're human. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to do stuff wrong. It's not about wins and losses. It's about wins and lessons, my friend. No matter what I do wrong, no matter what I've done, or what, whatever whatever I learned from it. So how do you evaluate yourself without overthinking is to realize um, that you have to control your thinking. Your, your, your mind was a gift to you. You were supposed to have a mind and a mind to have you. And you're supposed to control your thinking. And you control your thinking by the facts of the word. In order for you to have the facts of the word, you got to prove that the word is infallible. Because then you will trust it. Um, but if you keep blaming yourself, it's because you think that you're the that you're God. Now I'm not saying you think that consciously, but subconsciously we do. Uh, sometimes we think that uh, um uh, I'm, I'm God is not God enough to help me. And I'm gonna blame myself. Now I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say, God, I need your help. But go watch that video, my friend. I'll put it up one more time for everybody to see. So you can kind of see the image. Um, go watch now how to stop overthinking, my friend. And I have a lot of points and a worksheet to go with that. So go ahead and get that worksheet and you'll be good, my friend. Uh, great question, because this, this question, let me clarify some things as much as I would love my two cents. Says, as much as I would love companionship, I'm to the point that I don't believe the Lord. I don't believe the Lord will put a person in the midst of my situation. Uh, I have a, ch- I have children and their uh, drugs and alcohol abuse. I don't want to feel like I'll be alone, but at the same time, I do have, I do. How do I get a clear answer? I got you. God, listen, don't allow what may have happened in your past, um, to think that God can't bless you. Um, chances are the reason there's two reasons why things are held up in our lives. It's because of behavior. Um, and belief. Behavior and belief. And what's another B? Um, behavior, belief, and um, God's timing. I couldn't find no B. Too tired. Couldn't think of no Bs. Um, if you don't believe, it ain't gonna come. And if your behaviors are just toxic, whatever, and you, we ain't talking about your children's children. Now, if you, your kids outside the house, tell them, hey, get out the house. Get your own. You want to smoke? You want to drink? Get out the house. You want to do all that? Get out of my house, cause y'all keep my man from. <laughs> all seriousness, though. But if your behaviors—what I mean by behaviors—you know you belong to God, and your beliefs have changed, and now you exhibiting behaviors and correspondence to your position in Christ, then God don't—God will send a man in your life. Um, I, but I, who am I? You know. Uh, but God knows, and what I'm saying is that you got to examine your life first, and and trust God. And, and see, am I in position, am I in character and indeed ready um, for a man and for a relationship? So I know a lot of people got two or three kids, maybe two or three baby mamas, but I've seen it done. I've seen it happen. Uh, but God may give time until maybe your youngest child's at the house. Uh, maybe maybe God has a reason why that person in your life because of the children and because of, uh, not because of you, not because maybe because of you, maybe because of the kids. But what I'm saying is he may say, you know what? Uh, I want you to, to, I want you to actually enjoy him, and so let me, let me, let let what I've already done for you manifest itself. Let it all work out, cause God ain't working things out for you right now. He's already worked it out. He done worked it out. He's gonna Jesus work it. He done worked it out. So he ain't working. He already worked. It's just manifesting. It's 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 revealing itself. So what has already been done for you will manifest in its perfect timing. I love y'all, but coach is tired. I gotta go. Hope this video was a blessing to you. Uh, thank y'all for y'all's questions, for trusting me with them. Um, this video will post and be available to you. Um, next week, we're probably going to talk about, I don't know yet. I just thought about, it, I don't even know yet. But I love y'all. I hope y'all having a great rest of the night. I hope this message was a blessing to you. Um, go to my website, <clears throat> imunplugged.com. um, uh, Books, card games, resources, donations, whatever you want to do, whatever God leads you to do. It's there for you to do it. I love you. Y'all be blessed. T-shirts upon the videos. Unfortunately, they wear mine, but this blue was cool. You know what I mean? Um, and um, do that. And um, I love y'all. Till next time. Peace. Another Daily Play coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about how to stay focused. It'll be available tomorrow at noon. Gotta go. Love y'all. Peace.